0: I'm Steve Dunlop. This is a Press Center special report, The Algebra of the Assault at the Oscars. A look at the data and not just Jada. Produced and narrated by Lisa Duchin.
1: The recent incident at the Oscars blessed us with an incredible opportunity. Everybody was discussing it for days. Why? I wondered also, why did it affect me so deeply? Maybe as someone who was bullied as a child, someone who struggled with a degree of hair loss, and somebody that had their ass kicked and knocked unconscious on the streets of my hometown of Philadelphia. I found room to identify with all three of the human algebra variables in play. We have a rare chance to see beyond the conventional observations of commentators like Bill toxic, Maher.
2: Toxic masculinity, uh, victim culture I could go into. And I...
1: We can have a better understanding of the psychology of wounds that so many of us carry deep below the surface. The stars have them too. First, let's talk about Chris Rock. Like many of us, Chris was bullied a great deal while growing up in his native Brooklyn. Perhaps that's why I suspect he developed what's been called the jester's brain, the spontaneous brain. It has other names as well.
0: Stephanie Brodsky is a therapist based in Sacramento, California, specializing in behavioral patterns brought on by early life trauma. To be clear, she hasn't treated Chris Rock or any of the players in this episode.
1: You know, it's it's something that a lot of kids use to deal with being bullied, right? I mean, it, it is a defense mechanism, or it, it can be, and it, and it can be a way of coping. Chris and- Rock is a seasoned professional. He's delivered live performances on a world stage. But it's time for us to remember that Chris Rock is human. That is variable number one. And there's a lot of trust going on here because the producers knew that chris was a pro that will was a pro and that jada was a pro and he thought they were going off script and ultimately he did not get to one joke he didn't tell one of the planned jokes. will packer the producer of the oscars put it plainly to ABC News. Riffing off the cuff is Chris Rock, nobody's better. When you freestyle, let's talk about the brain, when you freestyle, you're just spitballing and what comes out of your mouth sometimes, you hear it for the first time as everyone else. He walks out on stage, he sees Jada's beautiful face, bald head and green dress like armor from neck to the floor. At the speed of light, His mind is making free association jokes. He made the decision to go off script. GI Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? I knew the moment he told the joke. I'm sure he knew the moment he told the joke. His motives were not malicious. Jada has been suffering for many years with a condition called alopecia. It causes her to lose a lot of her hair. And that's not all. Jada's friend and fellow actor Tiffany Haddish. Remember when that movie came out? Yeah. And that to insult a woman, her sexuality, her, her physique. Now it's time for some serious irony. Of all the comics that should have known better, it's Chris Rock. In 2009, he produced a documentary on the unique relationship of women with their hair. More specifically, black women with their hair.
0: Relaxes the chemical that will take a black woman's hair from this and change it into this. It's kind of like a torture session.
1: Could you tell us how dangerous Chris Rock's documentary, Good Hair, won a special jury prize at Sundance. He also appeared on Oprah Winfrey to promote it. Of all the comics on earth to make that joke, it had to be him. <laughs> Initially at the Oscars, there were laughs when Chris freestyled. But when Will Smith saw that his wife Jada was in emotional pain, it became variable number two. Jada's expression said it all. She had been stung. When you or you see somebody you love under attack, chemicals are released in the brain. Cortisol, if it goes to fight or flight, some of your logic shuts down. One of the keys
0: is a neurotransmitter called serotonin. As Dr. Daniel Amen explained to a PBS audience, serotonin increases when we feel respect. And decreases when our feelings get hurt. But it can be a challenge for actors to tap into that reservoir repeatedly, especially when playing an unstable character. Few know this better than award-winning stage and screen actor Jordan Baker.
1: Jordan, I know you appear, you've appeared many times on stage. Have you ever done a character that is troubled for an extended amount of time? (laughs) Yeah, I would say um, Catherine in Suddenly
2: Last Summer, uh, Lady Macbeth, and Macbeth. A lot of the characters I play have some form of um, mental health issues. But uh, typically I can turn it off as I go home. I've done over 800 performances of a particular show. And um, I think, you know, I started to think I was that little girl. I was playing someone who's 26 and I was 36 at the time. And um, so I started to think a little bit in that head. I think that does happen to actors that we kind of start to live in
1: their shoes. And, um, and so it's hard to turn it off, particularly when you're doing it for a long time. Will Smith had to immerse himself in the part of a patriarch, the protector of several women in a very dangerous neighborhood. When <laughs> <From> a <laughs> couple of guys who were up to no good Started making trouble in my neighborhood From prince to king. Just leave
2: alone. <laughs> leave <it> alone. <laughs> Tell Tundee me and the homies might come by later and run a train on it.
0: Tennessee Williams' A Streetcar Named Desire premiered on London's West End in 1949. Vivian Leigh played the unbalanced Blanche Dubois on stage for 300 grueling performances before one frame of the film was ever shot. Get
1: out of here! Quick before I start screaming!
0: Here's what Lee had to say about playing Blanche Dubois, quote, She is a tragic figure, and I understand her, but playing her tipped me into madness. Again, Jordan Baker.
2: The hardest part for us to turn off is after having been out under the lights under a, in front of a lot of people. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you take your bow and it turns off, and then you're alone in a dressing room. And that feeling. You know, a lot of actors go to the bar afterwards and try to chill down.
0: A 2019 study at Canada's McMaster University offers an intriguing insight. It found evidence that the immersive process of actors correlates with decreased activity in the prefrontal cortex, an area of the brain linked to self-awareness.
1: Back to Will Smith. Will's been Jada's best friend for 25 years. He's seen what Jade has been through in her struggle with hair loss. He's been Chris Rock's friend, too, for some time. And it's understood um, that the jokes that night are about the people in the front row. But this was a tasteless joke. This was a joke at Jada's expense. Jada, I believe, used the Oscars, like a lot of talent uses Oscars, as a way to shine a light on causes they're passionate about. She could have worn a wig. She chose not to but I thought she was very brave to do that. So if you're not aware that you're still marinating in a part, you felt the feelings, the character felt, and a year or more has gone by after shooting, and then we'll throw in your family trauma from your own boyhood. He had to helplessly watch as his father harmed his mother. Variable number three. That's quite a wound for a civilian or a superstar. We start off as infants. We have experiences in our life from age zero to three that are very somatic experiences.
0: Again, therapist Stephanie Brodsky.
1: Experiences all through our life that form our personality and who we are. And unless you're doing a lot of deep work and conscious awareness and making changes, if you're not doing that, you're, you're continuing these patterns of your personality that make up who you are.
2: It would have been just so much more powerful He had gone up there and taken the microphone and said, you know, my wife has alopecia and you now need to apologize to her. That's what
1: I wish he had done as well.
2: Alopecia is real, but you know. Veteran film and stage actor, Kevin Kilner. I just want to separate very specifically, Lisa, did this have to do with his role with the preparation of King Richard? Uh, Exactly. I don't. I don't think so. Now, was he still living that? He better not be, or he really,
0: he really needs to check himself in. But even if childhood wounds played a part, and even if they do help to explain what Will Smith did on live television, they don't excuse it.
2: You know, we have huge mental health issues in this country, and and just go peel an onion because mental health. Encompasses everything from extreme mental health to garden variety mental health issues to you know things like narcissism and ego, ego run amuck and egomaniacal stuff. If this is a teachable moment and gets more people talking about mental health, and if it's also a teachable moment and gets more people talking about alopecia, then 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 it will not be for naught. And it isn't a drive-by accident that everybody's just rubbernecking.
1: So in the end, we have three people that are human and three complicated variables. Violence is never acceptable. No, Chris Rock did not deserve to get punched. No way, no how. We could see who the true aggressor was. A final thought. One of my more charismatic law professors at Temple University said, you always have to look at the context of an accident as well as the domino effect. So speaking of context and dominoes, We have to ask ourselves, what would have happened if Chris Rock just stayed on prompter? This has been a Press Center Special Report. I'm Lisa Duchin.
0: Subscribe to the RSS feed of the Press Center by visiting dunlopmedia.com forward slash podcast.